Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. So the college football playoff committee rankings came out officially last night. And as we come down the stretch run of the season, there are two weeks remaining in the regular season plus the conference title games. It's not a very complicated college football playoff scenario. Uh, Let me go ahead and tell you uh, what I see as the determining factors that are most significant coming into this weekend. First of all, the top four, if the playoff were happening this weekend uh, or if the playoff were being set this weekend, your one seed would be LSU, your two seed would be Ohio State, your three seed would be Clemson, and your four seed would be Georgia. So that is the foursome. Alabama maintained its spot at five followed by Oregon and Utah, uh, and that is where we are right now. Really, to me, that's pretty much the playoff at this point in time if you look at the remaining uh, teams that are available to potentially advance in uh, into the college football playoff. LSU is the team that is closest to snagging a college football playoff spot. They are a 40-plus point favorite against Arkansas, and then next week they will play against Texas A&M. Both of those games are at home. If LSU wins both of them, then they are set and will advance to the college football playoff regardless of what happens in the SEC championship game. In the two spot, Ohio State, is very close as well to advancing to the college football playoff. But the game they could lose is a little bit different. Let me explain. Ohio State desperately needs to beat Penn State this weekend. They are around an 18-point favorite in that game. And then after they do that, they could lose to Michigan. 
that Michigan game won't even matter at all for Ohio State, presuming they beat Penn State. And then they'll need to beat either Wisconsin or Minnesota, who is the team that will advance into the Big Ten title game. In the three spot, you have uh, a, a team in Clemson that's already 11-0. and All they have to do is beat South Carolina next week. They're on a bye this week. And then win against whoever is there. And I believe right now UVA would be the expectation in the ACC championship game. Uh, and you are set. For Georgia, Georgia has to beat Texas A&M this weekend. Then they have to beat Georgia Tech next weekend. And then if they beat LSU in the SEC championship game, they would be in to the college football playoff. So that is the top four. If Georgia loses or one of these other teams that I just ran through loses, then the winner of Oregon-Utah could find itself in good sp- in a good shape. And if Alabama goes out in two weeks and dominates against uh, an opponent in a way that is similar to what we saw Ohio State do with Cardell Jones five years ago, then Alabama could end up your final playoff team. And people out there may not understand exactly that that analogy, but Ohio State beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing with Cardell Jones as their quarterback after JT Barrett was injured. That victory over Wisconsin convinced the college football playoff committee that Ohio State was good enough to advance to uh, the playoff that year and they went on and won the playoff that year uh, as the four seed in the college football playoff. And so if Alabama were to go out and dominate against Auburn, then I think there's a chance Alabama would end up getting the, the nod as the fourth playoff team, even with Tua out for the season. So it's very similar to what happened with JT Barrett and Cardell Jones. Uh, if Mac, Mac Jones can come in, and pull a Cardell Jones for Alabama. I don't see Oklahoma, barring complete chaos, or Baylor, or any other team uh, advancing to the college football playoff. Now, if you are a Minnesota fan, or if you are a Penn State fan, your your route to uh, the playoff is pretty simple. You have to win out. You're on the periphery right now at 8, 9, you know, in that range, 8 or 10, whatever it is, Penn State has no margin for error. They got to beat Penn State, uh, Ohio State this weekend, and then win the Big Ten title. And Minnesota has to beat Northwestern this weekend, then beat Wisconsin, then beat whoever they would be playing in the Big Ten title game. That is their pathway to uh, the championship. So I just gave you a lot of information there, but that is essentially the entirety of the college football playoff picture in terms of where we are headed from here. Any questions about that, Danny G? Anything that you heard and you're like rolling your eyes or anything that seemed complicated to you based on the college football playoff picture I just ran through? No, and everything kind of landed the way we thought it was going to. And yesterday on the show, we were talking about uh, paying attention to Alabama and uh, committee chair Rob Mullen said, our job's to evaluate 
uh, you know, all the games through 12 weeks, and we know about the injury to Tua. Yeah. But since Alabama continued on to a convincing win, it didn't impact the rankings. So I think that's what everybody was paying the most attention to, and so our question was answered. One other thing people are going to say, oh, well, who has so-and-so played? It is worth pointing out Alabama is going to finish with Auburn. Auburn right now is the 15, I think, 15th ranked team in the college football playoff. Um, there are uh, That would be Alabama's best win, and Auburn may drop a little bit if they lose to Alabama, but I feel like they're kind of locked in given the teams that Auburn has lost to are all pretty highly ranked at this point in time. Uh, now, as well as the team that they beat in Oregon, it is also worth pointing out that Utah – does not have a single top 25 win. That Oregon's only top 25 win is over number 24, USC. Uh, So it's not as if when you look at that Alabama, Oregon, Utah trio, any of those teams are particularly impressive in terms of who they have beaten. It's also worth noting that Oklahoma uh, is going to play, it appears, Baylor again and that Baylor is not going to be that highly rated of a team either, which means that I don't think we're going to get a substantial slingshot impact uh, there. Now, if you are an Oklahoma fan, what you need to be rooting for is for the Pac-12 champ to end up with two losses, and I think you also want to see certainly Georgia lose to LSU, and in an ideal world, Auburn would beat Alabama because then that's how you would end up as a, uh, a team in the potential playoff as the number four overall team. Dub, anything that stood out to you about the college football playoff uh, rankings or any scenario uh, that you want to challenge me with uh, in terms of how the committee would react to it? Well, I think last night went about as well as it could for Alabama fans because if you look at Penn State at number eight, they're ahead of Minnesota, even though Minnesota beat them head-to-head, and it's basically because of their common opponent – in Iowa. Yeah. And uh, for the Iron Bowl, Alabama will obviously be playing Auburn. And in that uh, scenario, if Alabama beats Auburn, then Alabama and Oregon would have the same common opponent in Auburn. Oregon lost, obviously, in Dallas to Auburn. And if Alabama beats Auburn in Auburn, it's kind of the same scenario with the Penn State-Minnesota situation with Iowa with the same opponent. So that's got to be great news for Alabama because the committee is obviously putting – uh, a big onus on the common opponent, on a good common op- uh, opponent. So I think that is just fa- fantastic news if you're an Alabama fan. Yeah, that's a pretty intriguing point. The other thing, if you were an Alabama fan, that you would like to see happen is, I think if you're Alabama, you'd like to see Texas A&M beat, uh, beat Georgia this weekend. Or for that matter, beat LSU, but certainly beat Georgia because that would knock Georgia out of the playoff picture. It would also spring Texas A&M all the way probably up to a top 20 caliber uh, team, right? Because uh, Texas A&M would suddenly be 8-3 and three with a win against, uh, against Georgia, which would give Alabama another major quality win uh, regardless of how A&M did against uh, LSU to finish the season. So if you're an Alabama fan, you should be a big fan of, uh, of Texas A&M. Worth noting as well, Clemson has not beaten a single top 25 opponent either. So Clemson is going to go the entire season without playing or beating a single top 25 opponent in the college football playoff committee rankings, 
which is pretty unbelievable. A lot of focus on Alabama's schedule, but we know Alabama's going to play Auburn, and potentially uh, that could uh, that could factor in in a big way given the Oregon situation. But that's wild that Clemson, Utah, and Oregon combined right now have one top 25 win, and that top 25 win is number 24, USC. And by the way, Utah lost to that team. So uh, so not only does uh, does Utah not have a top 25 win, they lost to the only top 25 team they played. Um, I think that factors in. Now, you also would like to see, if you don't want the Pac-12 to get in, one of those teams to lose uh, as they both play in Arizona this weekend and then a two-loss Pac-12 champ uh, to emerge. Worth noting as well, Georgia right now has the best wins of any team in the college football playoff. They beat number 16, Notre Dame. They beat number 15, Auburn. And they beat number 11, uh, Florida. That's three top 16 wins, which is why, look, the Bulldogs are set if, uh, if they were to win the SEC championship. In fact, they could even end up being the number one overall seed, uh, crazily, if everything broke in their direction and they won the uh, the SEC championship game. Uh, what about you, Eddie? Any uh, Anything additionally in the college football playoff rankings that you thought was worthy of particular note or created a potential complicating factor? No, I, I mean, I did think it was interesting. Rob Mullins pointed out, as I guess you did too, that that win over USC for Oregon could be a major factor in them uh, you know, bolstering their strength of schedule. And I mean, I've seen USC play uh, in person and I don't, on TV, and yeah. I'm just like, that 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 win really is going to bolster their case to get into the top four. I, Utah would be a quality win. I don't think anyone would argue that. But I just think Alabama, I know people have Alabama fatigue, but if their only loss is to an undefeated and number one LSU and they win on the road without their starting quarterback at Auburn, an Auburn team that beat Oregon, I, I just think they're they they just, they're more deserving, but I, it seems like that's not going to happen. Well, I yeah, look, I think Alabama's biggest flaw right now is Georgia, or biggest hindrance to making the college football playoff game is is Georgia. They they really needed, and it would have helped them if Auburn had beaten Georgia. And obviously, if Tua wasn't hurt, I think most people would be saying, "Oh, Alabama's going to get in over Oregon if they beat uh, if they beat Auburn." Now, that's why I said the the analogy that makes the most sense is Cardell Jones and Wisconsin. Uh, the win that they that he put up and that Ohio State put up against Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game. If Alabama goes on the road and whips Auburn without their starting quarterback in Tua, I don't understand how you look at Oregon and say, "Oh, Oregon's a better team." Oregon didn't lose to uh, didn't beat Auburn, and they had Justin Herbert playing that entire game. If Alabama goes on the road with Mac Jones and handles Auburn then to me, Alabama is uh, is a better team than Oregon, and they're certainly a better team than Utah. But I'm with you. I don't see any way imaginable that USC is one of the top 25 teams in, in the country. I think that's utterly insane uh, and, that and, they would be there. And also, and correct me if I'm wrong here, so Minnesota loses to Iowa, Penn State beats Iowa, but Minnesota beat Penn State head-to-head, and somehow Penn State is two spots higher than I, Minnesota? I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me logically, except for what Dub said, which is they're looking at the overall strength of the teams, and it's because Penn State went on the road and beat Iowa, and Minnesota couldn't go on the road and beat Iowa. So if that's your analysis, 
then I think Dub is right that the committee's logic would have to hold with Alabama versus Oregon in the same way. In my rankings, I have Minnesota above Penn State. I don't understand how you put the Nittany Lions above. Now, the committee can also say, well, Penn State beat Michigan, which is a much better win when we look at the totality of the resume between Penn State and Minnesota, we like Penn State's resume more. But to me, that head-to-head should be more dispositive than it is. Um, but uh, but that would give Alabama some hope, I think, uh, I think as well. Roberto, any additional thoughts for you guys? Yeah, I was going to tell. I wanted to ask you. Uh, so, if uh, Georgia beats LSU in the title game and uh, Georgia, LSU, and Alabama, if they all finish with one loss, who, do you think all three of them get into the playoff? That would. That would drive everyone yeah. insane. Uh, the only way I could see that happening is if the Big Ten champ had two lo- two losses, the Big 12 champ had two losses, and the Pac-12 champ had two losses as well. So uh, if that's if that doesn't happen, then do you, do you so you think Alabama's out? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think the scenario that LSU will be the only team, I believe, when the when the conference title games arrive. Probably LSU will be the only team that can lose and still make the college football playoff. That's what I think the evidence and the data suggests in a uh, in a big way. And if Georgia loses to LSU, then you think Alabama jumps over Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way that would uh, that would shake out. Uh, all right, uh, as we go to break here, I want to say uh, first of all, congratulations to everybody on this show. Uh, and uh, that goes with uh, Danny G, Dub, um, that goes with Eddie Garcia, and with Roberto. Um, These are pretty incredible uh, stats that we got. We had the best October that we have ever had in the history of uh, Fox Sports Radio mornings and the best uh, October in the history of this show. Uh, This is crazy. Last year, we were up massively in terms of the numbers of you listening and following this show. This October, we're just off the charts. Uh, And this is data that was just put out by Fox Sports. Uh, In October, our ratings over last year were up 38% with adults 25, 54 years old, which is our target market in Sports Talk Radio. And we were up an unbelievable 53.5% with men ages 25 to 54. So thank you out there to everybody who is listening to this show. We were up massively last year. I remember seeing the numbers and being like, hey, in a a media era when being up like 1% is something to celebrate, we were up massively last year. And then this year, we're up 53.5% in terms of overall listeners, um, and uh, that's a credit to you guys. That's word of mouth. That's you guys uh, spending more time with us than you ever have before. That's you guys starting off your mornings with us um, in a way that you never have before. I mean, that is just an incredible endorsement from you of this show, and so uh, I wanted to say thanks, uh, and hopefully we can keep up the good work with, uh, with keeping everybody out there entertained across the country. But again, up 53% is just off-the-charts growth that I doubt is even closely equaled by any sports talk radio show in the country, certainly not anybody 
with a nationwide platform like we have in all 50 states. So thank you, uh, guys. Up next, we're going to go out to Vegas, uh, and our guy Harry Gagnon will join us from the Against All Odds podcast on the Ringer Network as well uh, as Odd Shark. He's been having a good run of gambling. We'll find out what NFL and college football games he likes the most. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trick of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation. 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Eddie Garcia, you've been with uh, this show and with the Fox Sports Radio Network since uh, since D-Day. You ever seen ratings like this? No, and I have worked on a lot of different morning shows here at the network with yeah. a lot of different people, and uh, no, that's outstanding. So uh, imagine um, imagine what would happen if we actually had functional phones uh, or if uh, – any of our technology even worked uh that would be uh that would be unbelievable it, it would it would be very unfair to the competition i we, gotta we, say though it's been disappointing because uh, eddie when's the last time clay really had a meltdown over the phones oh, we haven't taken That's phone calls true, in yeah. a long time honestly i've just been like screw it i'm not even gonna even try it uh, maybe um, we should do a mailbag today just to test out the, the phones. i don't even i don't even want to spoil <laughs> this uh this this data uh i didn't you sent it to me first i mean you got the email uh danny g before i did i knew things were going well but you've been here for a while too you've been doing sports talk radio a long time you ever seen any numbers like this no never and yeah i heard from scott shapiro before he sent the press release out and he told me hey just want to let you know i said i'm gonna call clay right now and i'm gonna put this press release out but you guys have done an awesome job and the the numbers are mind-boggling i've never seen anything in double digits like that and like you said in this day and age so many media opportunities and availabilities yeah. out there. Well, I was going to say participating whether... every day and the time spent listening is awesome. And that's a credit to you and the, the staff here. I mean, I think our chemistry, which is authentic because we love each other, we hate each other, but it comes out of the speakers every day. We're the opposite of, you know, woke center and the stuff that annoys people in sports media. So I think that draws listeners in and it keeps the listeners there. And the audience has been growing from word of mouth. I mean, it's not like there's TV ads or these huge campaigns or billboards. No, it's just listeners telling other listeners to check the show out. You know, you can also a lot of times tell that you're kicking somebody's ass by what your top competition is doing since this show has launched. Mike and Mike over on ESPN has broken up, and now Mike and Trey is going to break up. So ESPN Radio is getting all balls in the face dunked on by Fox Sports Radio in general, and we are just Scotty Pippening uh, and standing over them, like pumping our fist in their face, and I'm not kidding about this. ESPN Radio is about to have to redo their entire lineup but in particular in the mornings, we have now kicked their ass so bad that they are changing their radio show, morning show, twice since we started this show a few years ago. I mean, that's unheard of. You know, like Mike and Mike dominated for like 20 years. We've been doing this for four, and they've already had to come in and revamp what they're doing twice. And it's kind of an embarrassment how bad we're kicking ESPN's ass right now. I mean, in all honesty, I'm sure there are radio people are looking around every single week, every single month, every single day. We're dunking on them harder, and I can't imagine getting hit balls to the face over and over and over again. Feels very good, but I'm glad we're us and not them. <laughs> yeah, we can't thank our OutKick listeners enough, and big thank you to the affiliates, hundreds of them, and then all the people working hard behind the scenes, Don, Scott, Vito, Mike, Kurt, 
all the editors who helped me after the show to get the podcast up as quick as possible. Uh, and you know, we're racing. Uh, Roberto laughs because he sees me running around like a chicken with my head cut off as soon as the show's over. And as Dub can attest to, he's been helping with some of the post-production, the stuff you don't see, what it actually takes to put a really good product on the air. The team we have here at Fox is pretty incredible. It's also, I would say this, the podcast numbers are up massively too. We had our best October in terms of yeah, podcast numbers. thank you to so, the podcast listeners so the, as well. So the rising tide is truly lifting all boats, uh, but uh, most of it is word of mouth. So uh, the reason why we were up you know, 50 some odd percent uh, in adults over last year is because of you guys. Because like you said, there's not some massive advertising campaign uh, that is out there. And uh, as you start your morning, just be glad that you're not getting dunked on all balls in the face style like uh, ESPN Radio is across all 50 states and across the entire yep. country. Since me and Dub came aboard, it's been <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah, don't get big heads. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, right. Imagine, imagine if Dub was sober, how much better we could be doing. Uh, I don't know. I feel like one of the highest rated shows is when I was wasted. I mean, I might have to celebrate uh, tomorrow, maybe yeah. show up a little, uh, little turn. I, I show up Mondays here, a little hungover from football on Sunday. So. Yeah, no doubt. Could uh, we all end the week all taking a shot? With Cool in the Gang celebration playing in the background, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm not taking a shot this early in the morning. I don't need to be. A, I don't need <laughs> what to be. A, it's five o'clock. Take somewhere. a shot of Robitussin. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, Robitussin. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get uh, speaking get of taking Harry shots, let's get uh, Harry up early in Vegas uh, or go to bed late. I'm not sure which he's doing. Bring in now, uh, Harry Gagnon. He is out in Las Vegas at AAO. Harry, uh, Harry, you've been killing it with gambling picks this week. Let's dive right into it the weekend slate coming up what do you like the best in the nfl this weekend you know what i hey clay how are you man i'm doing uh, well thanks for getting up early with us or going to bed late whichever the case may be on the west coast you know what i'm uh, i'm liking the seahawks a lot clay uh the seahawks have won uh six or seven uh and they have scored 27 or more points in the last eight of nine games well uh, we all know that russell wilson has been phenomenal with his 20 26 total touchdowns just has two picks but philly struggled to get any offense going at home Last week versus the Patriots, the Eagles are just 23rd in the league in total offense and scored more than 21 points just two of the last five games. Wentz really isn't getting it done. Wilson and the Seahawks are 5-0 and straight up and 4-1 and against the spread in the last five trips to the East Coast. And Seattle is an amazing 9-0 and against the spread. I know they're a small dog, but 9-0 and against the spread in the last nine as an underdog. Uh, what else do you like in the NFL? So that's an interesting one on the uh, on the Seahawks. Let me stop right here with you. Uh, if you had to pick right now, what is your Super Bowl matchup? Like, which two teams do you think, with five games to go in the NFL, are the best in the AFC and the NFC? Boy, you know, I think I still have to go with the uh, with the Patriots. Uh, it's going to be hard to to dethrone them. Um, Kansas City didn't look spectacular. Uh, you know, again on uh, Monday night, with a, they escaped against the Chargers. Uh, they can't stop the run, really. Uh, I just think the Patriots have too many weapons overall. I know they need to improve the running game, but still, Brady and Belichick. I think it's going to be. I think even though Baltimore did beat them, I think at the end, when it comes down to the playoffs, it's still not maybe Baltimore's time. Uh, I know they do do a lot of different things on offense, and their what their tight end, Mark Andrews, is their best. Receiver, but I still think the Patriots are the team to come out of the AFC and the NFC. Oh, boy, you know, I don't think we've seen the best out of the Packers yet. I think they still can get there. I mean, I think they're a very underrated team. Uh, Preston Wilson on defense has 10 sacks. That guy's underrated. And another guy who's very underrated, 
is Aaron Jones. I mean, this guy's got a thousand total yards play. He's got fourteen total touchdowns. And I don't think we've seen the best out of Green Bay yet, and I think we're going to see a lot of that maybe come out on Sunday night when they play San Francisco. You know, we got a big game tomorrow, uh, which I know a lot of times people are like, oh, Thursday night football, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme. This is a massive game uh, with the Texans coming off of that poor performance against the Ravens and the Colts rolling into town. They've already beaten the Texans once. What do you see here with the Texans uh, ticking out three-and-a-half-point favorite or so in what is a massive game in terms of taking control of the AFC South? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think that the Colts definitely can win here. Uh, they've, they've they beat them in the playoffs last year in, in Houston um, by two touchdowns. <clears throat> I know um, the injury to Marlon Mack is going to be is going to be tough for them to overcome. But they're still uh, in the eleventh in total uh, offense in the league. Uh, they're two and two on the road this year, but the point differential differential has been even. Um, I don't know. This is a huge game, but I think Jacoby Brissett has been blossoming into a really good quarterback here. He doesn't make many mistakes. He's only got four picks. He's got 15 total touchdowns. And I just think that the Colts overall right now are a better team than the Texans. The Texans can't really get things going running the ball, and they're all over the place, the Texans. Look how bad they looked last week. Once they start falling down, they can't come back from that. Sean Watson didn't know what to do. I think Indy's a better team here, and I think they get it done, and they win the second for the second time against the Texans this year and take control of the AFC South. What about uh, college football? I mean, this line is crazy to me with Penn State giving up 18 uh, to uh, to Ohio State. Are you still inclined to play the Buckeyes in what is probably the biggest game of the weekend in uh, in college football, or do you uh, or do you think Penn State's a value play here? You know, I think Penn State is a value play. Uh, the last three times they played, Ohio State won by one by one. And then three years ago, Penn State won by three. So three years in a go, three years in a row, this matchup has been very close. I think Sean Clifford, at quarterback, is very underrated. He's got a tough guy, I and mean, he's got 28 total touchdowns. I think we're going to see a bigger game out of KJ Hamlet, their wide receiver. He only had two receptions last week. Um, I think this is a game that's going to be close. I mean, you look at Ohio State and what they've done. Obviously, their stats are crazy, and the field is unbelievable. With 31 passing touchdowns, only one interception. J.K. Dobbins got almost 1,300 yards rushing. But you know what? I still think 18 points here in a matchup where Penn State has been in every one of their games, and they probably should have pulled that game out against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. But they're still a very proud team, and I think they get a close. They get to keep this game close. Within the eighteen points, that's a lot of that's a huge number, Clay. Yeah, I agree. I think that's uh, that's absolutely staggering, especially for again a big kickoff at noon and and the way that Penn State has played against Ohio State. Not only has Ohio State won the last two games by a point each game, Penn State's given those games away. Really, yeah. Penn State should have won two years ago at Ohio State and last year up in uh, in uh, Happy Valley. I was there in person. That should have been mm-hmm. a Penn State win. So. To your point, I think it's important that Penn State, the people on that team, know they can play with Ohio State. Doesn't mean necessarily that they will. Ohio State has won every game by 24, but at some point you get in one of those phone booth style games, and the fact that Ohio State hasn't really had to make plays under pressure all year, it could be an intriguing aspect, whereas Penn State has played I think a little bit more of uh, of challenging games and had to make some plays down the stretch and Clay, had to get off the field with important third downs and whatnot. I'll tell you this at the end at the end of the Penn State Indiana game last week I was watching and 
it, and Sean Clifford was upset on the sideline. You could see him not where they gave up another touchdown at the end. He wasn't happy with the way the game ended. Yeah, and he gave it to his defense a little bit. They're like, we got to be better than this going in the next week. So I think Sean Clifford is going to be the key here. I think he's going to play tough, and that 18 points is huge. Uh, not only that, remember, Sean Clifford is reacting. I mean, he said he had to get off social media because of all the negativity he got after the three-interception yeah. performance against Minnesota, including death threats, which is, I mean, come on. I mean, the the, 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 the craziness that we get on a day-to-day basis on social media, it's such a noxious, uh, negative atmosphere. I don't blame any college kid uh, who decides not to spend very much time on it or, or any pro athlete, mm-hmm. uh, for that matter. Uh, all right, uh, last uh, question here. Any other college football or uh, NFL games that you love <laughs> from a gambling perspective heading into the weekend? You know what? I, I think a big number also, Clay, in the SEC there is uh, Texas A&M getting yeah. 13 from Georgia. Uh, A&M's a, a solid 7-3. and three. There, No one has played a tougher schedule in the country than A&M. They've had to play Clemson, Auburn, Alabama. They got this game against Georgia, and they still have LSU to play. Yeah. And then three losses, Clemson by 14 in Clemson, respectable. Lost by 8 to Auburn and 19 to Alabama. Uh, I, I mean, Kelly Mond, the quarterback, he's got 25 total touchdowns. He's got 2,500 yards. The running back Isaiah Spiller's been good. He's got eight total touchdowns. Georgia lost, remember, lost to South Carolina. And last week, A&M beat South Carolina by 24, so they have a common appointment in here. Um, I think that might be too many here. And I think, uh, you know, A&M on the road, uh, they're 4-1 straight up, 5-0 and against the spread uh, on the road uh, after consecutive home games, 3-1 um, and against the spread in the last four as a dog. I, I like A&M here to cover the spread. I do too. I bet that one at 14 when it came out, and it's dipped down a little bit to 13, but I I think this Georgia offense, it's hard to believe against a decent opponent that they're going to be able to win uh, by uh, by more than two touchdowns. I think it's a great one as well. Harry, uh, appreciate you getting up early with us, my man. You got it. Always great. Uh, That is Harry Gagnon. You can find him at AAO Harry. Uh, Thank him for getting up early in Vegas and coming and hanging out uh, with us. When we come back, Antonio Brown apologized to the Patriots, and a ton of Patriots players were liking his Instagram post. Crazy question for you. Could Antonio Brown be trying to set up a return to the Patriots? Think about it next on OutKick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be if you're just waking up and joining us, appreciate you hanging out with us here on OutKick. College football playoff ratings came out last night. Uh, number one team, LSU. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Georgia. Alabama in the five spot. Oregon six and Utah seven. Uh, we have Penn State at eight, Oklahoma at nine, and Minnesota at ten, rounding out the top ten. Uh, easy roadmap for you. If Georgia wins out there in the playoff uh, if uh, if Penn State wins out, they're in the playoff. If Minnesota wins out, they're in the playoff. Uh, those are the teams that are outside that I would say looking in that have a chance to control whether or not they make the playoff. Alabama needs to look really good with Mac Jones in two weeks against Auburn. They still have a chance to make the playoff. And if you're a Pac-12 fan uh, waking up early with us right now, Oregon and Utah both need to be 11-1 and in the Pac-12 title game. And whoever wins that game needs to get the slingshot effect to get to 12-1. and I think Oklahoma or Baylor in the Big 12 needs an awful lot of help based on where those uh, playoff rankings are uh, in order to make their way into uh, the uh, playoff 
in college football. So that is the storyline there. We spent a lot of time talking about Antonio Brown. He has apologized to the New England Patriots. Would it make sense if you were Robert Kraft and the Patriots to bring back Antonio Brown now? I argue yes, because I think Antonio Brown could help cure what ails that Patriot offense. They have only scored 20 17 and 16, I believe it is, against uh, all of the teams that they have played with a winning record. That offense has been woeful. You need to give Brady a better weapon down the field. I think that Antonio Brown could be it. I think that was the reason that he was apologizing. Uh, But we have open phone lines right now. I think they're actually all loaded. The poll question is up. I just gave it out to you at the end of hour two. If you're just starting off with us, this is a big story that has not yet gotten a lot of attention. Uh, When the NBA uh, started a couple of years ago, there was a lot of talk about, oh, the NBA is catching up with the NFL. Look at how the NBA is doing. Oh, they're an impressive league. They're killing it compared to the NFL. And the NFL, to their credit, as the ratings in the NFL diminished for two straight years, they were feuding with Donald Trump, they had the issues with Colin Kaepernick, Roger Goodell's league saw its ratings drop 19% over two years. And over the past two years, the NBA ratings have started to surge again because the NBA said, I mean, the NFL said, screw it, we're not going to be political, we're going to get back to putting a really good product on the field And as a result, the audience has responded. And I think a lot of the challenges that the NFL faced are not as significant now as they were back during that era of the Colin Kaepernick and Donald Trump feuding. We talked a lot about that back in the day on this show. What does the NFL need to do? I think to the NFL's credit, they just got back to football. And it turns out football is great. People like football in this country. Stat I put out yesterday, 23 million people watched the Dallas Cowboys play against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football two weeks ago. That's 10 million more people than watched the impeachment proceedings on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. Ten different stations combined all showed the impeachment proceedings. 10 million more people watched on NBC the Cowboys host the Minnesota Vikings. People like football. Turns out when you just give them football and strip away the politics, more people like it than ever before. So, as the NFL has been surging over the past two years, another interesting storyline has developed, and that is the NBA is collapsing in ratings. Over the past two years, the NBA audience has declined by 27% for its nationally televised games on TNT and ESPN. That's a big drop. I don't care what you guys do for a living. If your business dropped by 27% over two years, it would be an all-hands-on-deck meeting. Everybody would be talking about it. What can we do to bring back the business? My argument is that the NBA has gotten way too political. And they've gotten away from what was the essence of the NBA back in the day, which was what? Basketball's awesome. I'm of the generation when they sold NBA action is fantastic. We love the NBA. We love the athletes. We love the game. You remember that old tag storyline back in the day? They had a huge success with NBA action is fantastic. 
Well, I think there are four big things that have conspired to drive down NBA ratings. And I gave you an option. You can go vote in my poll question, and we're going to take calls on this right now. One is LeBron James going to the Lakers. I think it tanked the NBA in the East, and I think it demonstrates the weakness of the overall NBA brand that the NBA is star-driven. And when a star like LeBron goes to the Lakers, all of a sudden the Eastern Conference uh, television markets don't care anywhere near as much about basketball. And that's not to say there's not good players. Giannis may well one day be better than LeBron James is, but all of the talent in the NBA has shifted to the Western Conference, and since LeBron left and went to the Lakers, it's been a calamity. Another aspect that I think has factored in in a big way, and it ain't coincidental, load management. I think the NBA regular season has been severely undercut by the fact that you don't know who's going to play in games until like 25 minutes before tip. And if you're a fan and you go to a game and you take your boys and your girls, your little kids, to go watch a favorite player play, they just might not even take the court. Uh, It's possible that because they're only playing 60 of the 80 games, that a lot of fans have said, screw it, why should I care about this at all? I also think this season in particular, the China hangover is a big deal for the NBA because I think a lot of fans out there were disgusted by the way the NBA responded to Daryl Morey's tweet having to do with Hong Kong and uh, everything associated with bending the knee and bowing down to China to make an international human rights violator happy And then I think the biggest aspect here is I think there's been a lot of body blows. The NBA thought it was smart to be woke. They wanted Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich to constantly be talking about politics. They wanted their players to be weighing in on politics. I think things like removing the word owner because it's racially insensitive turn off a huge percentage of sports fans. I think hearing players and coaches talk consistently about politics turns off a huge percentage of sports fans. I think most people want the NBA to go back to the era of NBA action is fantastic. That's what people care about. Now, I'm going to go to your phone lines and take your calls, 877-996-6369. But right now, in the first 10 minutes, over 3,000 of you have voted in our poll, which you can find on Twitter. Why have NBA ratings tanked and dropped 27% in the past two years? Uh, Far worse than the NFL ever went down after Colin Kaepernick's controversy. 52% of you are saying the players and the coaches are too woke. 19% of you are saying load management. 16% of you are saying LeBron to the Lakers. And 13% of you are citing the China mess. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines and start with the OutKick VIP line in New Jersey. Why is the NBA tanking? How would you fix it uh, to New Jersey? Hey, good morning, Clay. Uh, So... Um, I would say, you know, I, I used to be more of a, a diehard basketball fan, and, and over the years it's, it's drifted into more of a, a casual fan. Um, I only really watch on Christmas Day in the playoffs at this point, and I think it's because the league has gotten so brazen about the fact that the regular season doesn't matter yep. uh, with the whole load management thing. And I think that um, it's just really diminished the overall product of, of the regular season. You know, in the in the past, it was more implied that the regular season wasn't that important, just with kind of sheer math. You know, it's an 82-game yep. season. Not every game is going to be as important as the NFL and 
Um, you know, more than half the teams make the playoffs in the NBA. So just sheer math, it, you know, it was just kind of more implied. And now it's just so brazen that um, it kind of turns me off to watch in the regular season. You know, there's, there's, aside from the fact the star players aren't really playing, you don't see the effort on defense. Um, you don't see ball moving on offense. It's just not a great um, on-court product either. And, um, you know, I, I would say that that's really uh, a, a big driver of that. Great call. Uh, if you want to be an OutKick VIP, you can sign up. $99 a year. We have a lot of fun events. You can go to OutKick.com and you get a special phone line to be able to jump to the front of the uh, the line when we actually take calls. Uh, let me bring in the crew uh, Danny G, what would you attribute? Do you buy into those four factors all being in play? And I'm not saying it's any one, by the way, right? I'm saying I think all four of those factors, load management, the China situation, players and coaches being super woke and always talking about politics now, and LeBron to the Lakers, I think they have all four factored in. Which of those four do you think is the most detrimental to the NBA's brand such that the league ratings have collapsed? And this is a fact, collapsed by 27% over the past two years. Well, before the China mess, the ratings were declining. And I think it points to LeBron coming to the West in the game time starting late is a big problem. Even for some of my friends and family here who are Laker fans. Yeah. Uh, my cousin in the Bay Area, huge Lakers fan, but he's a computer programmer. He has to wake up early in the morning like we do. The Lakers game goes late. He's not watching. Mm-hmm. He watches the highlights the next day, and he complains about it. Last week, or was it the week before, Roberto, where we had a 6 p.m. start time? He got to see that. He watched that game. We yeah. were on the road. So, you know, whenever the Lakers travel, even some of us on the West Coast breathe a sigh of relief like, oh, I could see the whole game. Yeah. And I think that's a huge problem because the politics, I could separate that and the players on the court. In other words, I don't follow LeBron on social media. Even if he's on TV, I don't really watch him on TV. I'm As far as like his barbershop show, I watch him on the court. I'm a fan of his play. So I could separate players and their politics with the actual on-court play. But for those of us that have to wake our butts up early, it's super hard with yeah. with these times. I wish even being here in L.A., and I know it wouldn't be good for the ticket holders, but those are all the one percenters with enough money to buy those <laughs> tickets. Uh, something's got to give because you start a game at 730, and even last night, I knew I had to get to sleep to come to the show, but I'm watching the Lakers game, and it was, what, just after 10 p.m. that it ended. That, I think, is a huge problem that affects the regular season. Yeah, look, I think that's an indictment of the overall NBA brand, which is there's no player in the NFL who, if he decides to go to a specific team, that it changes the overall trajectory of the NFL because this is the the benefit of the league being a bigger brand than an individual player. Right, I do think that factors in in a big way in the NBA, and that's why I've been arguing that when LeBron retires, love him or hate him, the NBA is in trouble. And I think the NBA is the most overvalued sport right now in all of America when you consider how much TNT and ESPN pay. Uh, And they better desperately get on their hands and knees every night and pray that LeBron James stays healthy and plays another three or four years, or those companies are going to be hemorrhaging cash over what they gave to the NBA. Uh, So that's an interesting theory. I think there's a lot of people out there who agree with it right now that LeBron being on the West Coast, and the other way that anticipates and impacts things is it actually drives down ratings both places because what used to happen is if you had a doubleheader and LeBron and the Cavs or LeBron and the Heat are playing in the early part 
a lot of people would put that game on and then they would stay on for the West Coast game even if they fell asleep, right? Like there's a lot of guys out there and girls who are listening to us right now who have been on their couch or in their bed watching a game and they fall asleep and that game is still on. That helps ratings, right? So if you never put your television on to watch the East Coast game, then the number of people who can watch the West Coast game is just down and I think that, that LeBron to the Lakers indisputably has a substantial impact in this 27% ratings decline, which is why I made it one of the four factors. Dub, what would you say you think is the biggest factor? Well, for me personally, it's the product on the on the court, which is what our Load friend management Jersey, kind of factors in. Yeah, but just the style of play. And Pau Gasol actually had a really good quote a couple weeks ago that really kind of laid out my exact feelings. He said, basketball has changed a lot for me. The big change is the game itself. There are very few. There are very few fast shots, very short possessions, very few passes in each attack. There's a lot of quick shots, and now it's encouraged to shoot in the first eight seconds. And he says the beauty of the game, the purity it's, itself, has been lost, which is kind of my thoughts. Because I don't know about you, but when I watch some of these games, and there's you know forty or fifty or sixty three point shots yeah. just being hacked up every single game, it's it's just not basketball to me it's not the same game that I watched growing up you know watching the the Phoenix Suns with Steve Nash and my San Antonio Spurs to me it's just not an entertaining product on the court itself yeah I I think that kind of it's kind of under the load management rubric um, where the game itself is just not as good um, in terms of the uh, the entertainment value now in terms of points scored and everything else it's never been higher but the value of a three-pointer is so insanely high in an NBA game that teams have caught up to it from an analytics perspective and they shoot a lot more of them. What about you, uh, Eddie? What would you say uh, of these four factors? Well, I, th- I think they all have uh, a little bit of a role, but I would say the biggest thing is uh, what everyone else is saying. It's the product uh, on the court. And my whole thing is, if you don't care about the regular season, why should I care about yeah. the regular season? Especially when it comes to me investing my time and money. Yeah. I I, I mean, I agree completely on that. Uh, Roberto, any uh, any particular perspective here? Yeah, I think what Eddie said there. You know, if they don't care about the regular season, why should we care? Also, Le- LeBron playing uh, here is it's a big it's a big factor. Yeah, I, I think politics factors in in a big way here too, um, and I think that it factors in in a big way for casual fans. I think if you are a hardcore basketball fan, you don't really care about anything other than the basketball, right? And I think that's true of football too. Like I always say, everybody has a friend who's like a hard, hardcore sports fan, and they aren't fun to hang out with if you talk about anything other than sports. And I've got a couple of these buddies that I love talking sports with, but if you like, if you're going out to dinner with them and your wife is there, it's like they don't have anything else to be able to talk about. You know what I'm talking about? Like hardcore sports guy is like, that's all he can talk about. You go out to dinner with hardcore sports guy and your wife's like rolling her eyes because... It's all nitty-gritty sports talk. It's not like, hey, what do you think about Tom Brady? It's like, hey, what do you think about the double tight end set that the, that the Patriots are running that isn't really being as effective with Sony Michelle? And unless you're like a diehard, you know, like hard, hardcore sports fan, most people don't want to talk X's and O's, right? They want to talk big picture. They want to talk stars. They want to talk – and everybody can follow along with that conversation. That's one reason why I think the NFL kicks the NBA's ass – is because everybody's got three hours. Same thing with college football. Everybody's got three hours that they can invest in a team. Even in this day and age when we're insanely busy, 
Like, everybody has got time to be able to watch on Saturday or Sunday their favorite college or pro. And a lot of you out there watch your favorite college and your favorite pro team every single Saturday or Sunday. And you're able to have a conversation based on that guy or girl without having to know every little intricate detail. I feel like if you're a hardcore fan, you're fine. It doesn't matter. I feel like a lot of casual fans, people look for reasons not to consume things now. Right? Like, I know I do this all the time. I used to be, if I started watching a television show, I would never stop watching that television show. But nowadays, if I think a show is not as good as it used to be, I'll just stop watching it. Because I got so many things stacked up in my DVR right now, and so many things that are competing for my entertainment dollars and my entertainment interest, that it used to be like, hey, I'm never, I'll give you an example. First time I remember doing this. I loved Big Love. Remember the show Big Love about polygamists uh, on HBO, polygamist Mormon family living in Utah, uh, and it was phenomenally good for several years. And then it just got so poorly written, I thought, and so bad that I was finally like, you know what, I'm quitting. I'm not even going to watch the final season of this show. I've invested four or five years, whatever it was at the time, in watching every episode of Big Love, and it just got so bad that I was like, you know what, I'm out. And I never have gone back and watched that final season, even though I invested all those hours to get to that point. And if you get me to abandon a show, then it's probably a sign that that show has gone off the rails and it's not as good. But also, it's a sign that there's something else better that I would rather consume. And so I think there are a lot of people out there who, you know, when they hear, oh, the NBA's banning the word owner because it's racially insensitive, they're like, what? Are you? Why would I give money to a bankrupt organization like that in their mind? Or they think, hey, the NBA's pulling their all-star game over a transgender bathroom bill in North Carolina, and they think to themselves, why in the world would I support the NBA with any of my dollars? Or they hear, oh, the NBA, which has all these players and coaches who are so political, as soon as they have an issue with China, oh, they won't go visit the White House with Donald Trump, but as soon as they have an issue with China, they bail on it. And I think on the fringe, not your hardcore, but just like your, hey, you know what I might do? I might put on the NBA tonight. I think in the back of people's minds, they're like, you know what? I'd rather watch Netflix. I'd rather go out and uh, and and watch college basketball, you know, because college basketball ratings have not collapsed like the NBA ratings have collapsed. So it's not just basketball, and it's not just cord cutting, and it's not just that. I think in an age when everybody has more uh, more opportunities and options than ever before, you got to be really careful about not alienating your casual fan. Your core fan is going to be with you no matter what. And by the way, I would say this about like guy like Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump has like 40% of people that are going to support him no matter what. Remember, he got in, uh, in a little bit of trouble because he said back in the campaign, I could shoot a guy on Fifth Avenue and my people would still support me. I think that's true. I think the 40% is always going to be there. The diehards, right? But you don't make a living in most things just off the diehards you got to get the casuals in in order to win. And I think that's what Trump's going to try to do in 2020 is try to get the casuals in, the independents, the people who are like, man, I wish that dude wouldn't tweet, but I'm going to pick him over somebody else or I'm going to pick the other side. 
When you lose the casual supporter, that's where you suddenly don't have a business anymore. It's fascinating to think about. I'm going to go to all of your calls. I think we have loaded lines. If not, as you hear somebody drop off, 877-996-6369, you can hop on. Let me get a couple of the calls. Dub, who are the best couple to go to to start here? All right, let's go to Michael in Florida. Michael, what's the reason? What? what do you, why do you think the NBA is down 27%? First of all, good morning, Clay. Uh, I'm going to go straight to the fact that the game is almost unwatchable. Uh, lots of teams, lots of games, lots of guys we've all never heard of. Um, the game just itself, for whether it's a casual or a hardcore fan, is a tough, tough watch. And I don't think people want to do it. And to your point, there's so many other things that you can do in this world. If the game's not compelling, why watch it? Thanks for the call. Here's the thing that I would say about that. Was the game great three years ago? Because the ratings were not collapsing three years ago. So the ratings are down 27% in the past two years. So I don't buy into, we had that discussion back in the day with the NFL. People remember back in the day when the NFL was down, we took calls, I was curious. People were like, oh, this game's just not as good. And I understand the game may not be as good as you remember it in the late 90s with Jordan. I'll buy into that argument. But that's something that's been going on for 20-some-odd years. It wouldn't suddenly show up in the past two years. And this is, by the way, not something that's happening in every sport. NFL is up in the past two years. College football is up in the past two years. College basketball is up in the past two years. NFL is, I mean, NHL is up in the past two years. So this is not some situation where every sport is down. It's really just the NBA that has collapsed. Uh, who's up next, Dub? Uh, we got Kevin in New York. Kevin, what you got? Clay, thanks for taking my call. I want two quick things. You guys always make valid points, and you make me look at things different. And I've loved that since day one. I'm left-leaning and everything, but you guys are always like super educated on what you're talking about, and I, I value that. And everything. Appreciate that. Uh, the whole NBA, yeah, you got this whole the whole NBA thing. For me, it goes back to LeBron's decision, big conference to go to Miami. Like that, that killed it for me. Yeah. And I grew up watching watching the Lakers with Magic and and uh, Larry Bird in Boston. A huge Boston fan. Um, you know, stationed in Chicago, would go out of my way to see not only Chicago play but other teams. But it's just. Everyone just goes wherever, and my father, God bless him, grew up as a uh, uh, Brooklyn Dodgers fan, and as soon as they moved, he never watched sports again. Yeah. So some of that factors in, but if I really want to watch a game, I can go on Reddit, I can watch highlights on the YouTube. It doesn't really matter, but a lot of it for me goes back to that LeBron decision. That and, and there's no, like a couple of the other callers said, there's no fundamental anymore it's it's hooking up three-point shots it's trying to be pretty and, and magical and it's it's just ruining it so thanks for the call it. thanks We'll continue to take your calls, 877-996-6369. I got to get to a break now but I do want you to think about this too is the NBA getting hit by social because the game itself isn't needed to be watched and people just want to watch a couple of minutes of highlights whereas you want to watch an actual football game Something to think about. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio.
Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Going to try to go super fast and get through as many as I can. Dub, let's go. Nick in South Dakota. Nick, fire away. Hey, say so just calling. I agree with that caller from uh, Utah about the NBA players and coaches getting too political. Um, and then the whole China thing came up. A lot of them talk uh, really bad about the country. But as soon as something comes up with China, they're they uh, don't say anything. Yep. So it's just kind of frustrating that they uh, that they do that. And so that made you less likely to watch the NBA so far this year. Okay. Next up, Dub. Yeah, we got Steve in Ohio. Steve, fire away. Hey, love the show. Hey, for me, I think something not being talked about is the lack of parity. Yeah. For the last ten years, you could pick out of each league. When LeBron was in Cleveland, I'm a huge Cavs fan, but why would I watch the regular season? The whole season could have been a seven game series between the Cavs and the Warriors, then that's the only seven games you would have had to play. If you're a Boston fan, a Toronto fan, an Oklahoma City fan, a Portland fan, you had great teams. But for the last 10 years, you had no chance of going to the finals. None. Yeah. Thanks the for the call. The Warriors were going to come out of the West, where the Cavs were going to come out of the East. Yeah, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. The problem is there's actually decent parity this year comparably to past seasons, and the ratings are still tanking. Uh, so that's an interesting angle as well. What's up? We got Matt in California. Matt, fire away. Hey, good morning, Clay. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I think the Eastern Conference uh, are irrelevant now because all those mega stars that once played, like LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis and uh, you know and Kawhi Leonard, they're all in the West Coast. They're all run by the Clippers, Golden State, and the uh, Lakers. Yeah. So the Eastern Conference is irrelevant right now. Thanks for the call. The challenge there is, of course, Kawhi was in the West Coast for most of his career with the Spurs, and that AD was, even though it's New Orleans, New Orleans is a West Coast team too. Doesn't make sense geographically, but those guys were most of their careers already in the West. Now, granted, Kawhi was with the Raptors last year, which helped on the Eastern side of the conference, but certainly moving to LA has made that even more pronounced now for both Antonio uh, Davis uh, and for uh, for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to a certain extent as well. Uh, certainly moving from Indiana, which used to be in the Eastern uh, Conference. Who's up next? Jose in California. Jose, what do you think? Good morning, Clay. <clears throat> Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I know they haven't touched um, the issue or the problem with the Directv losing uh, subscribers. I think that's um, cord cutting. Uh, something that we haven't touched. On. Yeah. Thanks for the call. And, um, I- and I, I look, I understand the concept of cord cutting. I understand a lot of you out there trying to save money, particularly in the holiday season. What I would say in response to people who say NBA ratings are down because of cord cutting, people cutting cable and satellite, is NFL, college football, college basketball, NHL, all of those ratings are up in the past two years while the NBA has plummeted. So I don't necessarily think cord cutting is the reason in particular because if it were, it would be hitting every sport in a substantial way and not just the NBA. Who's up next? Robert in New York. Robert, what you got? Uh, yeah, Clay, for, for me, it's, it's very simple. It's, you know, with the players' ability to change teams that we've lost the allure of rivalries. rivalries. I yeah. grew up watching basketball in the 80s and 90s, and for me, I knew every schedule when the Lakers and the Celtics were going to play, when the Bulls were going to play the Pistons. It's just not there anymore. It's all about individual players, and, and for me, there's no reason to watch in the regular season anymore. Yeah, thanks for the call. That's the challenge. The benefit of being a superstar-driven league is superstars matter. People say, why don't people watch Mike Trout all the time? Well, they do in the LA market, but they don't nationwide. Major League Baseball is strong regionally, not strong nationally. It's strong regionally because of the value of the team, not the player. 
the NBA, when you bow down to the player as the dominant force, then the individual teams oftentimes suffer as a result. Who's up next? We got Blake in Mississippi. Blake, what you think? Hey, Clyde, thanks for having me on. Yeah, what's I your theory? Say, uh, it, it's pretty. It's pretty easy when it comes to me. Uh, all the all the problems that you stated, uh, the, the political woke views, the super teams, it all comes back to LeBron. It's basically a not even a superstar driven league. It's a LeBron driven league. And so, if you're not this diehard LeBron fan, you're just tired of it, and it just gets old, and it's not even fun to enjoy anymore. Everything's about LeBron, and to me, he's single handedly is ultimately uh, tanking this league, and I find it actually pretty hilarious. Yeah, I mean, look, there is uh, an element out there, and I think we got – do we get everybody in? If we didn't get you in, I apologize. We tried to fit in as many people as we could. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. I actually disagree. I think loving or hating LeBron is good for the NBA. I think the problem is there's nobody else the NBA has that is loved or hated anywhere near as much as LeBron, and so he doesn't have a foil. There's no hero or anti-hero standing up to LeBron right now. Maybe it'll end up being Kawhi. I'm not sure that shows up in the regular season. Thanks again to all of you. Best month we've ever had in the history of OutKick, plus 53.5% for men, up 38.3% for adults. That's all because of you. Thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.